Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello, and welcome back to Out With Dan. Today, my guest is Paige Powers, and we'll be talking about the Borrowed Boyfriend Club. Welcome, Paige. Hello. Thank you, Dan, for having me. Oh, I'm very excited. Thank you for joining me. I love this rom-com. It sort of hits from a different angle. So it also takes place in high school. So now I'm going to ask you that all-important question. How was your high school experience? You're shockingly the first person to ask me this, despite being a young adult author. Uh, so this is a really interesting question for me. I was, I hadn't medically transitioned yet in high school, actually. I was kind of right starting. To, I was, you know, thinking about it. Um, I was still in, I think a lot of, I don't actually cover this in my book, but I think there's a lot of trans men who kind of go through this hyper feminine stage uh, where they really want to perform and like really make sure like, oh, <laughs> and it's all kind of <laughs> happening subconsciously. Um, so I was in that stage. So I was doing musical theater and I had long, pretty hair and I had like blonde bleach blood hair. And, and I was really trying to blend in in a way that Noah, ironically, the main character is trying to do in the opposite sort of way. Um, so I didn't go through exactly what he went through in this book, but I, I understand it a little bit. <laughs> that was one of the things that I found interesting. You know, Noah comes off as someone who is sure of themselves, but as all teenagers, there's a lot of angst around it. You know, Noah shows up knowing what he wants and where he wants to go. And then there's the perceived things of what he needs to do to get to where he needs to go. And I love that because I found in Noah someone that I rooted for because of, uh, as I said, I felt like he was sure of himself. Um, How did you enjoy writing Noah? Was it a challenge? Was it fun? It was So when I actually did start medically transitioning, that is when I wrote Noah's Journey. And I think a lot of, and I kind of used him as a role model, even though he's technically younger than me and a fictional character, I didn't really have any trans people in my life I could talk to. So uh, I wanted to make him more confident than I was, even though he did have these insecurities. And I didn't want him to face transphobia in his real world, you know, just so directly because, you know, I I didn't want that for myself. and at the time, I felt like, you know, the ending of the book, I think since it is a rom-com, they always end happily. You can assume he kind of accepts himself more than he did at the start. And I still thought that was so out of reach for me when I was writing this book, but I did it anyway. And now that the book has come out and I've had a lot more time with myself being trans, I do actually feel that same way as him at the end of the book, which is so special now that the book has kind of just come out. But yeah, it was it was a lot more fun than I expected to write a character like that. I love that. I do think that as an author, um, you create characters and they're sort of like your children in a lot of ways because you create and craft each personality that you write. And then, of course, I do think it's a it must be a good success when it's you feel like you've successfully done what you wanted to do. So that's fantastic. 
So Noah joins a club, uh, goes to join football, and ends up joining the club. Tell us about the club. So the fact that this club is operated secretly in this school basement was not originally how this club operated. It was just kind of like a funny, interesting thing to know. Um, this club used to just be out and proud in the school. The teachers were like, awesome. And no one questioned it. And eventually at some point, I think it was my editor, someone on the team was like, I don't know if this would be allowed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why didn't, why didn't I think of that? Why did it? So yeah. So that's how the football Lamborghini after school club kind of got created as a cover up or a front for a club like this. And Noah's really interested in joining something like this because it just sounds so macho uh, on the surface with that sort of silly title. Even he's a little like that might be a little too far, but at least no one will question things. <laughs> and, you know, it, so it's funny because you did mention it because it's a secret club. And I did. I felt like so that sort of goes hand in hand with noah and noah's life and where noah is going and there's a lot of you know there's some there's some past with noah because he is he has switched schools and so he has some things from you know his previous high school experience that he'd rather keep secret and then he sort of joins a secret club so it's like okay there's and it, i thought it was a great juxtaposition it was a good play on each other so let's let's talk about asher because you know i just thought Asher must have been the cutest thing ever. So, you know, physically, we'll put it that way anyway. And you describe him as that. So tell us about Asher. Asher was so frustrating to work with and so <laughs> fun to work with at the same time. Um, I think he, ch he didn't necessarily change a lot as a personality type throughout the revision process with my editor, but he my editor really kept encouraging me to make asher apologize more and make him kind of confront all these like really not awesome things he's doing even more than he already is um because he does make a lot of mistakes i think everyone makes a lot of mistakes in this book but i think in high school everyone all the time is doing the worst stuff ever and i try to write characters like that to be like it's gonna be okay you can say sorry like you can make reprimands and so um i i I'm glad that I got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think when, you know, as reading Asher, I would think Asher would be, as you say, complex and, and difficult, but at the same time, fun, because, you know, you can push Asher a little bit further uh, by torturing Asher a little more, which, which, <laughs> made, <laughs> which made it all the more fun, I think. Right, right. So I did mention before we started recording, I, I sort of want to talk about Sebastian a little bit, and that's Asher's older brother, and a, about the fact that I felt like Sebastian was a bit of an allegory. I feel like when we're younger, um, hell, maybe even today as well, we have an idea of what perfection is, and we put that idea up on a shelf or a pedestal. Um, is that something you felt as well? Yeah, definitely. I am an only child, so I don't fully understand the dynamics of, you know, sibling relationships and how much jealousy can form there. But I've certainly viewed it from a lens. And um, you're actually one of the first people also to bring up Sebastian, who's my favorite character, who surprised me as being my favorite character from the whole <laughs> book. Um, because, yeah, he is just such a, I think, personally, in my opinion, I think Asher is 
doing better than Sebastian is, but this throughout the whole book, Asher just assumes that Sebastian is doing way better. Um, and I think high school is, is the hardest time in your life for so many people to be exactly that. Everyone assumes that everyone else is doing better than everybody else, especially if you're queer and trans, it's just automatic, like, well, mm -hmm. I'm... I think, well, I, I don't want to speak for everyone, so I'll only speak for myself. I think that I learned, um, especially during high school and maybe even a little bit into college, to put myself in the back seat. Uh, mm -hmm. to let the popular kid go first, you know, and to try to emulate them. And what I've learned over the years is trying to emulate someone else, it will never win because you can never be someone else. So I felt like Sebastian in this case was some of the people that I'd put on that pedestal in my life. And if I could only be like Sebastian or only be a little better, um, and of course, only be accepted. And I think that's exactly what Noah's journey is, is to be accepted. Right. You said that a lot better than myself, but I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing all morning. No. <laughs> all right. So now I have to ask you a silly question. Do you make cupcakes? I am a horrible baker. Uh, so I make my roommate do all of that for me. I'm like Asher, where the, the, the icing is melting off the sides and you can't read the words. I will say that that was so cute because it is true. You, yeah, the cupcake has to cool first before you put the icing on. But I thought <clears throat> I might have done that once or twice in my life. You know, when you don't learn your lesson the first time, you're sure to repeat it. So <laughs> It's true. I'm um, guessing that you bake then? You do a little I do, uh, but you know, so I learned early on to perfect brownies. So I rarely go past brownies when it comes to baking because I've perfected it. So I'm like, you know what? I put myself on the shelf now. I'm good to go. These are perfect. I'm not venturing any further. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brownies is all you need. That's my favorite. Oh, good. I love that. I love that. So um, is Ann Arbor, where are you from originally? So I went to college in Ann Arbor, but I grew up sort of outside of Metro Detroit. Um, I had just graduated college or was graduating college-ish when I wrote the book. Uh, so I felt like it was just kind of easy for me to go and see, you know, what does that coffee shop look like? It was very convenient for me to just kind of take a picture instead of coming <laughs> up with things in my head. It, it felt right, too. You know, I, I know a little bit about Ann Arbor and that area, so it felt right, and it was really enjoyable. What was, what's been the most unique thing about this book debut? Ooh. So many different things just popped into <laughs> my head, but um, I think similarly to, you know, the conversation about Ann Arbor, uh, it is a more, it is a place where you'd assume that you could be trans and probably do pretty well there. Um, and that's kind of what I thought at the time when writing the book. And that was a reason why, you know, I didn't have to get into too many heavy handed topics. And at the time when writing the book, my goal was to really just write a rom-com about a trans person that didn't talk about as deeply as a lot of other books on the shelves at the time. Um, the issues that we face just as a way for, you know, trans teens themselves to potentially escape into and just feel happy in. Uh, 
and that was written in 2020. So there's been a lot of shifts since then with trans people, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. So I, I'm still happy that the book maybe was written in a time where things were a little bit better for trans people, because it, I think, again, it's a good thing to escape into and a goal to have for what we can have. Um, but, th but that was something I didn't foresee uh, coming when I originally wrote the book. But on a more positive side, I think the reception, especially on TikTok and from younger people, uh, I've gone viral with like millions of views for this book a couple of times just because they're so excited about something that's so happy in this space. And I want to sort of pat you on the back, uh, commend you for that, because I, that was one of the things in reading this that I liked. It was, it's lighthearted, uh, but it's serious at the same time, which rom-coms often are very serious, but I didn't feel like Noah was always behind the eight ball or always being pushed down. And that was a very nice read. It's important to have all kinds of voices represented, but you've done Noah a justice, in my opinion, because you've given Noah a happiness. And I really did enjoy that. Oh, thank you. Yes, I hope it. I hope that happiness comes to everyone. So, because it's important. Do you have a website or social media you'd like to share? I do. So I'm just Paige Powers, my first name P A G E, my last name P O W A R S, on my website, my social media platforms. I have Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff. So you can check it out anywhere. I love it. I love it. Once again, the book is The Borrow, A Boyfriend Club. Thank you so much for joining me, Paige. Thank you, Dan. And I hope you all have a good rest of your day. Thank you. Hang on for me just a second. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out With Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com on Twitter at OutWithDan, and on Instagram and Facebook at GoOutWithDan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out With Dan. <laughs>